Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, welcome to week two of The Parenting Paradox. Again, this series is not just for parents. Uh, This is for anyone raising kids or anyone who plays a part in raising kids. So it's for parents, it's for future parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles. This is for anyone who has an influence on the life of a child. So probably it's for you. Now last week we talked about the importance of having a vision for your child's life. And according to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says to direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. If we are going to direct the course of our children's lives, we need to know where we're directing them. We need to know where we want them to go, what we want their lives to look like. And that becomes even more important if you believe that there is a right path, because that means that there are also many wrong paths. And without a clear vision of where we want our kids to be, it's all too easy to end up on the wrong parenting path. It's really hard to hit a target if you don't know what target you are aiming at. Now, for Carrie and I, our big picture vision for our kids' lives is that they love Jesus and that they love each other. That's it. We want them to love Jesus and love each other. In everything that we do, we try to orient our decisions around hitting that specific target, from what our vacations look like to how we live out and model our faith. But having a vision for your children is really just the beginning of getting to where you want to go. It's possible to get the outcomes we want in our kids' lives and still not have hit the target that really matters. Now, why? Why does it work that way? Because Proverbs twenty-two fifteen tells us, that a youngster's heart is filled with foolishness. So let me explain by using myself as an example, okay? I can't just embarrass my kids all the time without throwing myself under the bus every once in a while. So when I was a kid, I could be pretty defiant. I had an occasional rebellious streak, and it was combined with, with some pretty bad authority issues. And as a result, I didn't like doing things that I didn't want to do. Maybe you can relate. Now, somewhere along the line, when I was young, I figured out that if I punished my parents for asking me to do things that I didn't want to do, then they wouldn't ask me to do those things anymore. So, for example, if my parents told me that I had to clean my room when I didn't want to, I would clean it. In fact, I would clean it so well that you could eat off the floor. I would dust, I would vacuum, I would clean out the closet. By the time I was done, my room would be perfect. But I weaponized my obedience. I would clean angry, and I would make sure that they knew I was angry. I would blast obnoxious death metal music at full volume the entire time. I would stomp around everywhere everywhere I went to get cleaning supplies with this scowl on my face so that they would know exactly how I felt. If they asked me a question, they would get a one-word answer, which was literally all the conversation that they were going to get out of me for the entire rest of the day. My room would be spotlessly perfect, and I would make sure that they paid for it. Because how dare they make me do something that I didn't want to do? 
when it comes to raising kids, you can get what you think you want and not actually get what you really want. I mean, we all want our kids to have clean rooms, but sometimes we can allow a dirty room to be replaced with a dirty attitude. I'm a perfect example of that. We all want our kids to like us, but some parents have worked really hard to have kids who like them at the cost of having kids who respect them and obey them. I mean, we all want our kids to be obedient and respectful, but some parents have kids who respect their authority at the expense of having a loving relationship with them. Their relationship is actually based on obedience. Now, I know that these are extremes, but all along the spectrum between these two extremes are examples of kids like me who may do the right things for all the wrong reasons. Our goal is to direct our kids on the right path in the right way so that they can have a right life. And to do that, I think we need to make a small shift in how we think about our parenting based on a spiritual truth that we talked about just a minute ago. And again, Proverbs twenty-two fifteen says that a youngster's heart is filled with foolishness. A youngster's heart. Look, kids are kids and they're gonna do dumb things. But what's important is where this foolishness is rooted. It's rooted in the heart. The key issues of parenting are not about behavior, they're matters of the heart. Look at what Jesus says about this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. He says, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. So we have an apple tree in our backyard and every year it sprouts a ton of these little yellow apples, except on one side. On that one side, the tree is sick and there's this section of the tree trunk that is almost black. It looks like it's been burnt. And all of the branches that extend up from this part of the trunk are dried up and leafless. And not very few apples grow on that part of the tree. And the ones that do are just, they're small and nasty. Because the heart of that section of tree is unhealthy, everything that grows out of it is bad. And I can't fix it by trying to treat the sick little apples that grow on the ends of its branches. It has to be treated at the trunk. It has to be treated at the heart of the problem. Our default when it comes to raising kids is to deal with behaviors, right? Eat your vegetables, clean your room, don't talk back, don't hit, do your homework, do what you're told. And behaviors are important. Developing good habits and disciplines is an, is an important part of, of just raising a good human being. But behaviors are fruit. They grow out of the tree of a person's life, but they are really just the extension of what's happening inside a person's heart. And when we parent only to manage the behaviors of our kids, we miss out on investing in where the real impact can happen, and that is in our children's hearts. Matthew 12 says this in verse 35, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. This is Jesus following up on what he just told us about fruit on a tree. And what he's saying is that the real work of growing a healthy and a happy human being, it happens in the heart. It's the center of our feeling, thinking, and decision-making. Everything that we think, say, and do flows out of our hearts. 
and is affected by what's in our hearts. That's why great parenting starts in your child's heart. So what does that mean practically? I mean, what do I do to train my child's heart? Well, I think it really starts with a change of mindset. I think it chains, starts with a change in how we think about raising our kids. And there's two shifts that I think need to happen. And the first shift in thinking is to focus on belief over behavior. We had some work done on our house this week and I had to bring my two dogs to the church with me so that they wouldn't harass and bark at the workers who were in our house. And our dogs are, are used to our backyard, which is mostly fenced in and where they have these really defined boundaries. Those boundaries are there for a reason too. We want them to be safe. We don't want our dogs to go out, and go out in the street and get hit by a car or to get in a scuffle with another dog on someone else's property. But as soon as I let my dogs out of the car into the churchyard when we got here, they were off and running around like crazy. It was new territory, right? New smells, no boundaries, all of these new things to explore. And you would not believe it, but these dumb dogs kept trying to run out into the street. I had to watch them like a hawk and keep yelling at them to come back because all they wanted to do was go play in traffic. In our home context, at, at home, their behavior is pretty good because we've trained them there. That's where they were trained. They stay out of the street because that's how they've been trained to behave there. But their behavior changed with their context and with their environment. What I need is for my dogs to believe that the street is dangerous so that they will stay out of the street wherever they are. Now, I hope you can see the connection that I'm drawing here. We can spend our kids' entire lives raising them to behave, to follow our rules. But as soon as their context changes, all of the fences that we've worked so hard to build around them, they're gone. It's the reason good kids go crazy and make terrible choices when they go off to college or they go off on their own. It's because there aren't parental boundaries anymore to enforce their behavior. And now they make choices about what's right or wrong based on what they believe to be true. Do I want my kids to go to church because it's my rule or because they believe God loves them dearly and so do the people who make up his church? Do I want my kids to obey because I said so or because they believe that I have nothing but their best interests at heart? Do I, do I want my kids to be afraid that they're gonna get in trouble for what they're feeling or thinking or what they regret? Or do I want them to believe that they can trust me with their doubts and their fears and the mistakes and I'm still gonna love them? I don't want to raise my kids to do what I want them to do. I wanna raise them to be able to make right choices all on their own. And that starts with me, their parent, focusing more on what they believe in their heart than on how they behave externally. Now, don't get me wrong, behavior matters. Okay, it does. And over the next two weeks, just wait for it. We are going to talk about how our kids behave and we're gonna talk about obedience. But I cannot stress enough how important it is that we think about developing good heart beliefs in our kids. It's not just about training them to do things right, but equipping them to choose what's right. So that's the first shift, belief over behavior. The second shift we need to make 
to train the heart is to think about their good over mine. Now, I know there's not a parent in the world who would say that they put their good over their children's, but let's be honest. People tend to do what works for them, and parenting is no different. When our kids were really little, maybe like yours, they had a daily nap time because they needed it. But as they got older, my kids still had a daily nap time, even when they didn't need it. You wanna know why? Again, it wasn't because they needed it. It was because I needed it. Terry and I needed the break. We needed our kids to just go away for an hour and let us mentally reset. And I didn't care if they slept, read a book, or stood on their head the entire time. We just needed them to have a nap time because it worked for us as parents. And that's okay in small doses. It's okay to make decisions based on what you need as a parent. But if we're gonna raise kids on the right path, we need to make a mental shift to think less about getting what we want and more about providing them with what they need. For example, sometimes kids are out of control and undisciplined by their parents because disciplining your kids is hard. And sometimes it's just easier to let them get what they want and let them do what they want than it is to deal with all of the screaming and fighting. If you just be quiet, you can have what you want. Sometimes it's easier to treat our children like friends and let them do whatever they want because we want them to love us. And we're afraid that if we discipline them that they won't love us. It's a decision that's about what we get out of our relationship with our children rather than necessarily what's best for them. And listen, I understand, okay? Parenting is hard, but let's be honest. Sometimes our decisions are not about what's best for them, but about what makes things easiest for us as parents. I mean, it's, it's the same on the other side too. Sometimes kids are way over-disciplined by demanding parents, not because it's what's best for them, but because maybe this military-style discipline and, and strong expectations make us feel and look good as parents. It doesn't nurture you know, loving relationships or develop good decision-making in our kids, but it makes our life easier as parents because it makes our house run really smoothly. Now hear me out, I'm not judging anyone, okay? I've made my share of mistakes. I'm a parent of three kids, and I completely understand the challenges that parents face. But I also know the temptation to make decisions for my kids based on what makes my life easier rather than what equips them to have the best life possible. I know it, but I also know that great parenting starts with the heart, but not just with our kids' hearts. It has to start with a change in our hearts as well. It's a change of heart that orients families around Jesus and his way of living and being right in this world. And why does God's way work? Micah 4, 6 says this, that he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. I know that this has not been the most practical message on parenting, right? Maybe you were really expecting some like bullet points. There aren't a lot of specific takeaways, you know, do this or don't do that today. But that's okay, because that's not really God's way anyway. If following the rules worked in our relationship with God, he would have just given us the Ten Commandments and said, go get them. But behavior was never God's measure of success with us. 
God works in our hearts. He changes our hearts. He guides and directs our hearts. And the same way that God works in us is how he would have us raise our kids. He has modeled what it is to be a good parent, a good father, the father who cares about the hearts of his children, the father who wants to see us equipped to choose relationship with him and not just live a life of do's and don'ts. Next week, we are going to get a lot more practical about behaviors and parenting behaviors. But for this week, I want you to do this. I want you to ask God for his help. And when you pray, I want you to ask God these things. First, ask, show me how I can invest in my children's hearts and their beliefs over, over their behaviors. Then ask God to show me where my heart needs to change, where I've been putting my wants over my children's needs. And then finally, ask God to turn my heart toward my children and to turn their hearts toward me. And as we ask for his help and commit to his path, let's see what he does and come back next week to see what God has given us as, as guidance and direction on speaking into the behaviors of our children. But let's start with the hearts of our kids. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.